It's a Trello screenshot Wait. that says... Where are you seeing this? <laughs> What's it say, Eric? What's it say? Tell me what it says, Eric. It says Eric Van Johnson removed you from the board STPHP. Hello, this is Eric Van Johnson, and you're listening to PHP Ugly, episode 65, recorded June 15th, 2017. In this episode, Eric and John discuss the recent SDPHP meetup, Tom discusses his Facebook woes, we all discuss the tabs versus spaces debate, and much, much more. So let's get started. 1965. The Three Stooges record their last feature film. It was a comedy western called The Outlaws is Coming. In that feature film, there was an up-and-coming rising star who would later go on to play a millionaire with a very dark alter ego, that star being Adam West. This is episode... 65 of PHP Ugly. Tom Rideout, John Congdon, one of my childhood icons, my idol, the man who set me down the path. There's no secret of what a huge Batman fan I am. And Adam West was Batman to me all through my childhood. And that man has passed away. Do either one of you care? Absolutely. I loved uh, the original Batman. We were told not to step on your sound effects, and I can't hear sound effects, so I was waiting to be called in. Which is almost exactly what I did. (laughs) When I said, yeah. Good job, John. Way to to take your cues like a pro. Appreciate it. How you guys doing? Doing all right. Doing all right. I guess Adam West couldn't be considered the Dark Knight, right? I mean, his character wasn't really that dark. No, he's the Camp Knight. Camp Knight? Yeah. Why? I don't get it. Because it was a campy show. Explain. Yes, yes, it was. But, you know, as a child, it was what it was supposed to be. It was a superhero TV show doing superhero things. As an adult, it's hysterical. But as a child watching that, that was Batman to me. Even though I read the comics and the comics was a was a completely different sort of Batman, Adam West was still Batman. Yeah, tonight so, they uh, they shown the bat signal down in uh, Hollywood. Yeah, did, did, have you seen pictures of it or anything? I heard I they have. were going to be doing that. I have. Oh, so, it it, it was less of a it was less of a bat signal and more of a projector. Uh, against a building ah whatever but it was it was cool and then it's kind of hard on to project top of that, into the sky if you don't have clouds what so it's been a sucky year though because we also lost prince which was another person i was a fan of growing up who sang who did the musical score for batman when he returned i mean this whole thing is coming i'm telling you this is all connected man Dude, it's all connected somehow. It's it's a government conspiracy. Doom and gloom, take it away. Well, and you know Batman yeah, recently proposed. Oh oh yeah, I, I did this week. This week Batman proposed to his uh 
longtime nemesis Catwoman. That's right. Mm. All right. Enough of uh, Batman and Adam West. I do. Uh, I hope. Uh, hope things are going well for him. <clears throat> what have you guys been up to this week? Oh boy, JavaScript. I saw your tweets. Oh, that reminds me. I have to apologize to Thomas. I'm assuming, but to the listeners, all three of them, I I'm kind of hyper critical about the sound quality of our show. So I go back and I don't edit the show anymore. Thomas edits. edits That's right, I do. For you. I'm super appreciative. (laughs) Roll it. Hold on. Roll it back for a second there. I edit the show for us. Yeah. And I'm super appreciative of it. I don't edit the show for you. (laughs) Okay. I don't don't see the difference. Not editing your show. I'm editing our show. Oh, fucking people, man. I swear to God. Okay, you're editing our show for us. Okay? You you feel better there? You feel better? You feel good about yourself? Yeah. Anyways, you were apologizing? You guys and your PC-ness. I swear to God, this is too bright. What about our penis? What? (laughs) Where did that come from? Anyways, I'm super critical about about the quality of the show. And, you know, I always hear things that I don't think other people hear. There are certain things that absolutely irritate me, but I hadn't realized last week how much noise my little fidget spinner was making. And oh, man, God. I was listening to the show. I'm like, oh my freaking God, that damn fidget spinner is going again. And it was me. I, I was the one doing it. But like when I do it, like I have it in my hand and I'm sitting here trying not to grab it. It's right in front of me. I sit there and spin this thing all day long, but it's right here in front of me. And when I spin it, I mean, I really don't hear much of anything. Maybe it's because the headphones, but even when I don't have the headphones on, I don't, I don't hear it. But man, you can hear it in the recording. I tell you, I got to put it down. You see, this is the problem. You can blame John for that one. John got me hooked <laughs> on the fidget spinner. Hmm. You're welcome. All right, so so fidget spinner. I that I I got there through Thomas, who said that JavaScript was his fidget spinner. Thomas, take it away. Yeah, I got a I got a favorite from uh, React JS for that one. <laughs> so what, what are you doing with uh, with JavaScript? Optimizing, optimizing, optimizing. Um, mm. So, are you an expert yet? I w- wouldn't say expert, but I'm I'm moving on up. Uh, I wrote a jQuery plugin out of a batch of uh, disjointed methods that we had thrown together for sort of one specific task. And I am, I am quite proud of uh, what I've managed to accomplish. The code is concise. Uh, I think I've got it down to 1,000 lines out of what used to be 2,000 lines. Um, removed references to uh, finding objects in the DOM and started embedding objects, embedding DOM object objects into. Uh, my object and referencing everything by its pointer and it's 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 slick and it's definitely improved performance um in which you can see in the animations it does scrolling left and right so yeah it's uh i'll, I'll have to be sure to check that out i'll send you a link I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah. so did it's that funny in, uh, on twitter right say that again so you probably sent a link on twitter no 
No, I haven't tweeted out a link to any of my official <laughs> uh, work. I don't follow you on Twitter anyway, so I'd never see it. So Yeah, I know. It's, Such a you, mean you, person. You can't follow really? me. You're, you're blocked. You get, you got a mean soul there, Congdon. I, I want you to know that. Okay, so I, I was disappointed to hear, speaking of JavaScript, actually, just there's been a few user groups out here in San Diego how, that have just been shutting down. Um, a couple big ones shut down just this week. Uh, a, a user group that was spun up for Vue.js, which we had a lot of people attending this Vue.js user group, uh, including quite a few people from <clears throat> Diego Dev. Uh, they felt like they were getting a lot out of it. They enjoyed the user group. Um, and then really out of nowhere, they just shut it down. They said, hey, we're too busy. They didn't offer to... They didn't give anybody any warning, didn't say, hey, uh, you know, we're getting too busy. We're not going to be able to do this much longer. Does anybody want to take it over? They just flat out shut it down. It and was odd because... Things, from what I understand, last week they went to another meetup promoting their meetup. Saying, hey, we've got a, we have one coming up next week. Yeah. That's and what they was got odd. Yeah. Before it even happened. You think the React.js community is uh, threatening them? Yeah, I'm sure that's what it was. <laughs> no, I mean, I, th I think they honestly got too busy, but still, it's like, I don't know, give give people an opportunity, give them, give them some heads up, give them an opportunity to take somebody else to step up and take it over. Um, Could yeah. be a, a then, Sharks versus Jets type story. Well, and then this is one you, you'd be familiar with, Thomas, uh, Full Stack up in North County shut down as well. Really? Yeah, that was, in San Diego, that was probably one of the top three meetups as far as attendance goes. Uh, that that meetup pulled in 30 to 50 people easy, a meetup. I mean, it was packed. And yeah, for whatever reason, they, they really didn't give a lot of reason either. I guess, I guess they had a conversation about it in the previous meetup, so everybody knew it was coming, but... Uh, in their official we're shutting down email that they sent out to people, they really didn't give a whole lot of reason of why it was happening. But yeah, huh. user groups are shutting down left and right. San Diego Laravel next, and then SDPHP. That's right. No particular order. We're we're, we're starting up the San Diego Cake PHP meetup. Next, next, <laughs> no, next you're time. not. Don't start lying <laughs> to poor listeners. Speaking of San Diego PHP, we had a meetup last night. Good. I heard good things. Yeah. What you What you think of it, John? Uh, am I supposed to be honest or not? I can't remember. Yeah, I mean, you know, be somewhat honest. Is <laughs> I, it, lightning talks lightning, are hard. The, the lightning talks are hard. There was no real format other than talk about uh, frameworks. So we had four different frameworks being presented and i was talking with daryl on the way home because we carpooled together and it would have been nice to do almost like a a debate style like when hmm. when would you use one over the other or what are the pros and cons and nobody ever points out cons of their framework right it's always look yeah. what my framework can do um mm -hmm. so it was interesting and the four different styles were very interesting so mm -hmm. I really loved your presentation on KPHP, where it was, here's what it is, and then you did a quick demo of it, and yeah. and showed some of how it worked. But all of them ran long. 
I think that was the other well, part. Well, actually, actually, I, I, I set aside 30 minutes for each person. Oh, really? I thought they were supposed to be 15. It's supposed to be lightning. Yeah. Bam, bam, bam. Because I thought about it, in 15, we would have been done in an hour. So, it, yeah, that seemed like it was going well, to be short. So Not, not with Q&As and... Yeah, you know, could, you have time between probably... between them. I don't yeah, know. I, like, uh, I was exhausted I like already. Cake... Yeah. So, so I was a cake PHP person way back, it, and it was funny. I was asked at the meetup why I went to Laravel, and, and at the time, like my my initial response was not completely valid. Um, it, it was valid to a, to a degree. I yeah, you know, basically said I started making money with Laravel, which is really what one of the things that kept me in the kind of the Laravel camp. But, you know, in hindsight, as I thought about it a little bit more, I realized what really drew me over to Laravel from Cake at the time. Because when I had presented on Cake, it was at like Cake 2.2 something. I forget it was in my slide last night. But, um, and that's when William introduced me to Laravel. Laravel 4 comes out. I'm still not interested in trying it. I'm still kind of a Cake person and using cake php the thing that drew me to laravel was composer which at the time cake didn't have implemented uh so laravel you know they were like the first to forge forward with like all the new standards psrs uh composer all that stuff laravel was like the first framework to come out that you know was uh aware of these things and, and implementing them so I, I remember distinctly thinking I really wanted I really wanted to try Composer. I wanted to see what Composer was all about. And the first thing that came to my mind was, well, let me install Laravel with Composer because that just seems to make sense. So that was that was actually what had drawn me to to Laravel. Is you know, I started using Composer, started using Laravel, and after that it was like there was no going back. And eventually Cake Three came out. With Composer and all that, but by that time I, I had gone so far down the Laravel you know, rabbit hole that there was no reason for me to, to back out. Uh, I just, you know, I, everything was making sense. I was embracing a lot of the uh, work pattern uh, patterns and flows and all that. So I just, you know, started using Laravel from there moving forward. It was really nice, and like I shared with you guys last week, when I first spun up a new cake. Uh, application it was a little overwhelming because it it is different than Laravel and there is there is a lot more um, verbiage you know comments are bigger uh, you know the way they do things is is a little bit more complex but it took me it just took me a couple of days of getting back into Cake PHP where I started remember remembering those workflows and how things connected and and you know how Cake's Cake PHP's patterns of doing things, and I, I mean, you know, I shared on Twitter today. It wouldn't take me a whole lot to go back to Cake. Um, there's some, there's some very compelling things there, but you know, my presentation last night is not really. I, I always feel like I need to tell people that it's not really a good judge of Cake because it's kind of like jazz hands, you know. It's like fancy. Hey, look what look what you can do with Cake, and you know what, what I do is I quickly generate forms that that tie into a database have validations but the reality of it is you can't really do much with those you have to kind of get under the hood and customize all this stuff and you still have to understand how everything works you got to understand the patterns in cake php and you still have to do the work you still have to do coding 
And the, the things I do in the presentations, I use the generators to generate everything. So, like, you get a whole site up and running in a matter of minutes. And it seems so cool and it's so appealing. But, again, the reality of it is you really can't do much with it. You need to under, You still need to put in the work to the framework to get real results out of it. Yeah, and there are generators for Laravel, too. Um, I've used a couple. <clears throat> well, there's generators... You mean you mean the generators to like make your controllers and make your models? Is that what you're referring to? There's actually some skeleton work uh, or scaffolding. I was work say this is generators. all this is all scaffolding. I mean, it, it brought yeah. everything together, generated views, and okay. So, yeah, so and, they're, they're, those are out there for Laravel. They're like third party packages. Yeah, and and there's actually some improvements in more recent versions of Laravel um, uh, for when you create a migration to create a matching model for it as well so some some minor scaffolding that it does but yeah, yeah i, I mean it's always been you know somebody was asking me about that yet last night i think that's been there for a while to be able to throw that dash m switch oh yeah to make five your three. Models at, yeah 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 that's been there for a while so yeah i mean you know cake's got all that to it you can generate your models and your controllers and all that it's the scaffolding that is baked right into cake pardon the pun but there's a lot of things baked into cake, like the debug uh, toolbar. That's not even necessarily a pun. They, they, they use that in their little, like yeah, their artist their joke. Command, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's well thought out. I, I think uh, the, the creator of Laravel, uh, uh, creator of cake, Larry, uh, he's PHP nut on Twitter. I forget what his last name is. But he seems like, he seems like a super cool guy, like super in tune with, the community. I mean, they just had Cake Fest this week as well. Uh, it just seems like a nice guy, very approachable. And yeah, I mean, he's been running Cake now since I think it's 08, uh, 2008. So it's it's definitely a well established uh, framework. He's got a company. We we were talking some time back about being quote unquote enterprise ready and some of the the requirements to be enterprise ready. And Larry has kind of positioned Cake to do that i mean he has a company that backs cake that you can get professional services for cake through they're the official they're the official company for cake it's his company he's the creator of cake php and this is you know this is what they do so it's kind of like a zen or a symphony thing but on on a smaller scale yeah there's um, actually a, so yeah. there's a phone number for the premium support phone line on the cake.php homepage. so yeah. i mean it yeah. If, if we're going to talk about Enterprise, that's way more Enterprise than, than Laravel's pushing right now. Yeah, yeah for sure. I, I mean, the, the thing that Cake is really missing is CakeCast. <laughs> I mean, you, you throw a Laracast yeah. that's focused on Cake, and it, it it's it's right up there with Laravel. I mean, it's just, it's a great it's a great framework to work in. Do they have a good uh, database layer like uh, Eloquent? So they have... So yeah, it it looks very eloquent-ish. So it's it's a mashup between active records and data mappers. Um, but yeah, it, it it looks more like active rec recorders, active records when you use it. So it looks very much like eloquent when you use it. Um, so yeah, it's 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 on par probably with eloquent. But I tell you the 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 framework that really blew me away a little bit yesterday. And I could, I think I could see a, a full talk on this one, especially somebody who who's actually 
I, I shouldn't say somebody who has actually used it. I'm sure the prisoner last night used it. But uh, that Falcon um, framework, the one that's the compiled framework for PHP and it ends up being an extension to PHP. Oh, it, my God. That freaking thing is fast. Falcon, yeah. P-H-A-L-C-O-N. That thing is so stinking fat. It looked fake. Like, I didn't realize... He was in a Falcon application clicking around when he was. I'm like, what's really? he doing right now? It's like, is he actually doing it? And he was literally just click, click, doing searches. It's like, click, click, click. And it, just as quick as he could click, he was getting results. I'm it having was so fast. I'm having trouble with Laravel's performance right now. I, yeah. I cannot say that I'm really happy with performance. Um, I haven't done a lot of profiling on it yet, but... Part of my part of my work with the JavaScript is just getting things to run faster and smoother and everything. And we have a lot of Ajax calls for nice, fluid, responsive design crap that I don't care about. But boy, it's really slow sometimes. And mm-hmm. and I, I give it an excuse of it's running on a VM on my dev machine. But then I'm also the only user, and I make sure to refresh it to make sure that it's getting cached values and stuff like that. And it, it's just, there's times where it really drags. Hmm. I might have to give Falcon a look. Well, I mean, it's, it's not a drop-in replacement. <laughs> well, no, no, I'm not, yeah. I'm not expecting it to be a drop-in, but. But, uh, uh, but yeah, if you're looking for performance, man, I, I mean, John, what did you think? I'm, I'm not a good uh person to talk about it because i I wasn't really paying attention you were too drunk at that point you were what you're too drunk god damn it i can't take you anywhere (laughs) i mean you can but you have to drive them home too Mm -hmm. exactly i have Uh, i have a bit i have a bit of a beef with uh with john here today sweet i love beefs let's lay it down i'm sure it's his fault oh it's absolutely well He's half of the problem. Uh, Uh-oh. <laughs> his wife, his wife being the other half, they they put my family to absolute shame on Facebook, like to the point Uh-oh. where I don't, I don't want John's family showing up on my Facebook feed because it makes my day worse. Because my kids are my kids are in the house screaming, and what happened? I get this picture. Oh, pull up Facebook. I get this picture today. I get this picture today of Grayson, uh, John's oldest son, attempting to give John bunny ears. (laughs) And (laughs) in in the sense he's three. Yeah, he just turned three. In in the way that a three year old understands how to put on bunny ears, which is both hands. Upside down. <laughs> is that what it, he's doing here when he's touching your head? Right. Yeah. Yep. And my day was ruined. It was. It was so <laughs> cute. And I just looked at it and I went, "God, what am I doing with my life?" And, and Eric, you, you gotta love the shirt he's wearing, right? Oh yes, I do. No, they're he they're looks, wearing. He looks very, very dapper. Full matching guy. outfits. Matching yeah, outfits, plugging Diego Dev. Of course. Looking good. Was, so my my kid 
preschool did a, a Father's Day thing today, which was a whole lot of fun. We we dressed alike in Diego Dev um, shirts and, and did a little photo shoot in our backyard. Jackie took pictures for us. And then we went to the preschool and they had a nice pancake breakfast with fresh fruit. So we just sat sat there at a picnic table and ate breakfast together, which was really nice. I came <laughs> home and I and was going to go back because they were doing a little Father's Day craft. I almost didn't make it to that. I would have been devastated had I not. But I got back home to work for about an hour and one of the clients started sending me support requests saying, Something's wrong with the d- the database, and people are trashing contacts, but they're still showing up, or they're moving them to folders, but they're showing in in other folders. But he didn't. I'm like, I need more information. You know, you're you're giving me a needle in a haystack. I have no clue where to start looking right now. He's like, I know, I know. I'm trying to get more information now. Um, you know, I just have, you know, these people texting me, these people sending in support requests, so. He was just all of a sudden under the gun, you know, with issues. And he's trying to give me as much as he could at, at the time. And I felt bad. So we start looking at the audit log of, okay, we have an example contact. What happened here? And luckily, one other person just said, why don't we look at the slave database or the replica and find out, you know, is the data updated there? And it wasn't, but he didn't know the next step. So I get on there and I do a uh, show slave status, right? And it says it's running. Both the, um, both threads are running and it's zero seconds behind master. That's always reassuring. I've always hated the zero seconds behind master thing, because to me, zero seconds behind master means something has gone wrong. Well, it's almost always zero seconds, though. Right. When it's caught up. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, isn't that where up, it's supposed to be? I want it, it to be is. one second. I want it to be one second behind master. Well, zero seconds sounds like a rounding error. <laughs> so I'm looking at this, and it's not making any sense. And I just happened to notice the the position of the master log file on on both. And had I waited to look at that just another minute or two, I probably wouldn't have seen it because... The master was at like nine ninety million or whatever the number was that huge number, and the replica was only at ten million, so I could see it there, but had that rolled over one more digit, I don't know that I would have noticed one was eleven digits and the other one was ten digits long yeah. so I what are you using for replication? just MySQL's replication ah see there's your problem. What, what else would what you am use? I supposed to use? Uh, so there's a company that uh, forked MySQL. Uh, boy, I can't remember what they're called now. That drives me nuts. Per- Percona. Per- oh, yeah. Percona, yeah. Percona has a free uh, replication solution. Let's see if I can. I want to find it now. Um, yeah, do so. Extra, extra DB cluster. Percona ExtraDB cluster is free, just like the rest of their software, the majority of their software. It is awesome. Um, I haven't done ops in five years now, but when I was doing ops, Percona DB ExtraDB cluster thing was just the best. Um, much clearer replication information, much better 
uh, sync times, much better latency handling. Really, really awesome service. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, they're kind of badasses, man. I tell you, they they really kind of push that that MySQL forward. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. a forked copy of it. I'm surprised they haven't brought it up because this client pays, you know, them for support all the time. Like, hey, this Ooh. this query this query isn't performant. Can you help us figure out why? That's expensive. Because as yeah, much as I is. as much as I love Percona and all of their great software and services, their support is crazy expensive. I mean, we we had but at, a fifteen thousand dollar when bill. you need help. Yeah. Yeah. We we had them yeah. rebuild a crash database um, that wasn't using uh, tables per data or tables per file. Right. Uh, that rebuild cost us fifteen thousand dollars because it was straight up broken. How much would it cost underst- you if it didn't if you didn't recover it? Exactly. That would have. I never yeah, understood why that wasn't company. why that wasn't the default files per table. It is now. Fathom, is it? It is now, but it wasn't at the time. This was pre 5.0. Even 5.0 wasn't files per table by default. I, no, I think, think 5.2 was files per table by default, but we were at huh. 4.8 at that time. Yeah. Anyway, I, just to finish the, the story real quick, a quick stop slave, start slave, started right back up, and it was an hour behind. Wow. So, do you know why it was initially saying that it wasn't behind, though? As far not as a, time? Not a clue. Ah, uh, that's not a good feeling. Nope. I've seen that before, mm. and I think my end result was a, a script that ran start-stop every hour on replication. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a very good uh, result, or way to handle it. That's cut no. band-aid. no. I did, I, again, I wasn't good at my job back then. Back then? Yeah. <laughs> I, you said it, not me. So, uh, I sent out some. I sent out some swag, Thomas. You should get yours tomorrow. Really? I sent. I, I sent you some stickers and and some uh, pins. I actually sent swag to. I had one one listener send me uh, their address, so we sent some swag to a, a listener down in Mexico. Uh, Eli four D. Uh, no, he actually opted not to send me his address what? <laughs> for whatever reason. <laughs> I, well, I'm like, no, I would seriously, dude, send me. Your I'm ad- surprised anyone I'm gave like, you their address. Send me, send me your address. I'll, I'll send you some swag. He's like, nah, that's all right. <laughs> okay, this is a call out to Eli. We don't know where you live, and there's nothing we can do about that. <laughs> so, but hey, I sent you some some of the Diego Dev pins. Man, you need to don't let me find those on eBay because they're going to be worth millions. Because I actually lost the You're bag about the PHP of ugly Diego pins. Dev pins. Oh yeah, PHP ugly. What pins. am I saying? Diego Dev. Yeah, PHP ugly. P- PHP ugly pins. I actually lost the bag of PHP ugly pins. I don't know if I left it in Atlanta or I felt like I brought it home. Like I felt like I remember seeing it. When I got home from PHP Tech, but I have turned my office inside out, upside down. I cannot find these pins anywhere. I, I I'm down to like having like six pins now, and when they're gone, until I find the bag, they're gone. 
Yeah, they're they're gone until we order another round of stickers. <laughs> I've got about uh, fifteen here in my. Uh, actually, got. Oh, that's who stole them. Match. Hey, yeah. Uh, see, he was rocking. See, John had a great idea. He put them all on his land. What's this? Lancers? Is that what they're called? La- Lanyard. At the conference. Lanyards, yeah. At the conference to hand out to whoever you know wanted one. I don't think he handed one of them out. So, so you guys going to ZenCon in Vegas? I think John is. Discussing it. Not yet. I'm not. Yeah. You let me know. Bring it up. You let me know. I don't want to go there on my own. Are you thinking about going? I am definitely thinking about going. Mm-hmm. I uh, I haven't left the house today, and by today I Gotta mean get this out. week. So you know that uh, open source uh, mental illness, um, I, and I sent you a couple of those stickers too, uh, Thomas. Yes. Not not to give you any spoilers, but um, you know they're they're a complete whatever charity now, but they have a they have a five hundred one c three. They have a uh, podcast as well. You should reach out really? to, um, uh, I forget who's doing the podcast. It was, it was the person we interviewed at Tech, John. Who was that? Uh, oh, Joe Ferguson? Okay. Yeah, yeah, Joe Ferguson. He's uh, he's doing the podcast for OSMI. You should, you should reach out to him if you're, because I know how comfortable you were speaking about it uh, and speaking specifically about the challenges and struggles you you face. So, um, yeah, reach out to him and see if he's what, uh, interested in the guests. Colorado has been amazing. I mean, I still don't. As I still as... don't opt to drive around a whole lot, but Colorado, uh, the the slowdown from what San Diego is, it is life changing. It is fantastic. Do you, do you think it's that, Thomas, or do you think it's the fact that you've you've now been removed? from an environment that you've managed to like nest yourself into because you lived there your entire life and you're, you're able to build up those walls and stuff. I, do you think it was really Colorado or just, do you, do you think maybe it was that change in just environment? There are clearly elements of, of self-imprisonment. Um, but the, the population density here, the way, that roads and buildings are built. I mean, I've, I told you when I first moved here that I was just shocked by how big everything is mm-hmm. because there's, there's no space restriction here. So when you build a shopping center, you can make a T-Mobile store the size of a target center and no one cares. Uh, and just that, that scale of things that, that lack of density um, and people bumping into each other constantly, you know, even I, I wasn't in San Diego proper. I was in Encinitas, which is a small town north of San Diego. Um, even in Encinitas, it's very, very high residential density. Uh, you go into a Target shopping center at any given time of the day, you're not parked anywhere near the entrance, and people are pushing past each other to get to the shopping carts and down the aisles and you know, it it's a matter of inches. If you go to the same type of company here, the aisles are just a couple feet wider because they've got the space. Two people can walk past each other with a shopping cart at the grocery store. It's just slightly bigger so that people aren't packed together. It's It's been really, really nice. 
I'm glad, I'm glad it's working out for you. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to give him a ringy ding. <laughs> All right. Um, so you guys know I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a code editor junkie, right? I, I'm, I'm a well-established, um, Vim person, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Vim is now a, a way of life for me. It's a workflow. So I'm getting more and more comfortable moving to different editors as long as they have Vim bindings and, uh, and I, I'm feeling comfortable using them. I still, end of day, I, there's still things that draw me to Vim, like hardcore Vim. Uh, a lot of it has to do with uh, the years of customization I put into it, the, the very specific plugins I have installed and how I have them configured. But I'm trying to, I'm trying to move away from that and get back to more basic Vim uh, keystrokes so that I, I can move from editor to editor a little easier. So I, I've been living in Storm for a while. Um, I, I'll pop open Atom from time to time, especially if I'm just doing some quick edits. Uh, I'm liking Atom more and more, but it's really slow to load. <laughs> I mean, it reminds me of why I, I went, one of the reasons I like Vim over uh, other tools, I, I swear to God, Adam for me loads slower than Storm, and I think Storm loads pretty slow. But much like Storm, once it gets loaded and you, you basically keep it running, you're fine. But though I've seen an editor pop up more and more, and people, I, I don't hear a lot of bad things about it. Um, and I noticed one of our developers yesterday was using it, so I was asking him about it. Have any of y'all? Given a look at Visual Studio Code from Microsoft, no, not in I don't, a long time. I I don't know oh, how you man. bounce around so much. How do you not? How does that not just drive you crazy? How does it? How do you not? How 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 does it not drive you crazy getting stuck in the same editor all the time? Because I have my workflow down. I have I know how to get things done. I, I think I think part of it for me is none of the workflows feel comfortable with the exception of actual Vim. Um, and all the workflows, like somewhere in the back of my mind, I'm, I'm still competing with my Vim implementation. I, I think that might be part of it. Um, I, I've been pretty focused on Storm probably for about six months now where I, I just, I stay in Storm and, uh, but the the onesie twosies off, uh, I'll still pop into um, another editor. Uh, like last night when I was doing my demo, I used Atom because it you know it was easy to have it viewable on screen. Um, I mean, it was just simple. Uh, but it wasn't so very it, viewable I, I on like... screen. <laughs> What's that? But it wasn't very viewable on the screen. Why not? Unfortunately, that whole well, left why panel. Why did you say you something? You, you oh yeah, the, the left said... pa the left panel didn't enlarge, which was weird because before I before I updated it, it it did up it did enlarge, but after I after I put down the latest patch on it, it didn't enlarge anymore, and that was part of my partly my fault because I was I wasn't mirroring my display because I was trying to I was trying to have my notes on my laptop and I was working off the projector. If I hmm. if I had my um, display mirrored it would have been a lot easier to work with it wouldn't actually it wouldn't even been an issue so that was part of the issue from last night hmm. but yeah visual studio code um 
Now, if you're looking for a new editor editor to toy around with, man, I've been hearing so many good things about this. And, I, you know, I've, I have it downloaded. I've fired it up a couple times. They have a Vim emulator for it because I wouldn't be touching it if it didn't. But it has a nice little plug-in system. So there's, and there's tons of plugins out there for it. Um, it's nice. I mean, if, if you're looking for something else to kind of fiddle around with, check it out. Hmm. Nah. It's from Microsoft and it's open source and it's weird. <laughs> Very weird. So what, what did the developer that was using it say about it? Like, why do they prefer that over something else? Uh, so it, it was our mobile developer, Dave, uh, John and okay. uh he just said that um he tried a couple other tools and they just didn't feel right for it to him and and this is free and it's open source and so this felt good to him and he was getting a lot done with it and Adam is the and GitHub that, that was, project right yeah Adam is backed by GitHub yeah as a matter of fact the beta version of Adam the the newest version that's coming out has some serious integration with GitHub uh, where it's, I, I haven't played with it at all, but from what I hear, it's like really tight, tightly coupled with GitHub. Not that you can't use it. You can continue to use it with other Git repositories, but it, I, I, I don't know, like if you see pull requests or open pull requests through Atom now or, or what the deal is, but they made a really big deal out of the beta version of Atom and its integration with GitHub, but I haven't played with it at all. So what version are you using then? If you're not using the beta, uh, whatever the latest the... stable is, it's three. I, th I think beta might be four, and I'm on three something. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I see. Mm -hmm. All right, so we don't have a lot of uh, a lot of news top topics to talk about. It seems like it's a good thing too because we don't have a lot of time to talk about. <laughs> but wow, we're already we have 40 a couple minutes in. Yeah, we got a couple of Trello cards out there. Do we want to try to tackle any of those? I'd love What's to, but Synergy screenshot? just crashed. What's the, screenshot? the screenshot? What does the screenshot yeah. say? I can't see it right now. It's it's a Trello screenshot. I can't see what it says. I got to open it. Let me open up the image. It's a Trello screenshot Wait. that says... Where are you seeing this? <laughs> it's... What's it say, Eric? What's it say? <laughs> Tell me what it says, Eric. It says Eric Van Johnson removed you from the board STPHP. <laughs> oh, that screenshot. <laughs> a little a little bitter, are you there, Thomas? <laughs> no, it's just it's just the what has Thomas been removed from of the week. <laughs> so to my defense, we're doing away we're doing away with that whole Trello board. So that that was our private Trello board that I removed you from. That we, we did things like like we tracked we tracked the winners of PHP Storm and stuff. So we're doing away with that with that Trello board together and we're moving it into our other tool teamworks. So everybody's being removed. It's not just you. We're okay. shutting that board down. <laughs> God, these services have got to stop sitting, ratting me out, man. Holy smokes. No, I get an email once a week of something I've been removed from. No longer no longer get to work on. So now, on our Slack channel, it's just the SDPHP channel. I don't have a Diego Dev or SDPHP. Oh, no, I do still have my SDPHP email. 
It's it's as we're paying the bills. We're like, oh wait, here we could save some more money here. Didn't didn't we miss the the free account on Google Apps by a little while where we could have gotten more than like didn't it, it used to be more than just ten emails? Cause no, I think... no, it's always, it's always been ten, but you could get other domains. Like you could have signed up. Oh, was that it? Instead of DiegoDev.com, we could have had DiegoDevelopers.com and had ten more. They but they gotcha. did away with that whole free tier. Yeah, yeah, we're we're getting we're getting close to having to pay pay for our Google Apps account, man. Does that I'm mean I'll get an account? You can add me back. Yeah, if, if you want us to charge you uh, ten dollars a month, we'll charge you ten dollars a month to give you a Diego Dev email address. I'll do ten dollars worth of work worth a month. It. Okay. <laughs> oh man. Sweet, so, um, so we 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 just got a full hour of development every month for a month. There you go. An yeah, it hour. might overlap he with said, other. He said ten. Hours. He said ten dollars a month. That's like three, four hours from Thomas. Colorado rates. Yeah. The developers who use spaces. Make more money than those who use tabs. So I, it's I, funny. I, I just heard this article. I just heard this story. I the first comment that I saw about this was probably the most relevant comment, which was the people who answered this survey saying that they knew that when they hit tab, it inserted spaces, got paid mm-hmm. more. But the people who thought okay. it was a tab when they hit the tab key don't. So, okay, is that what the story says? Because I, I got to be honest with you. That was the quote that I saw. When the Silicon Valley had that whole thing where he broke up with the girl because she was a she was a space person and he was tabs, and I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, it's like it, everybody. I'm a tabs guy. Like I hit tabs, but I know when I hit a tab, it's inserting spaces because the PHP standard is four spaces. I mean, right. I I know this. So, yes, I hit tab. I will say I'm a tab guy because it makes sense. But I understand that that tab is converting into spaces in my code. So I, I never understood, like, what my answer is supposed to be with that or, or what really the difference was. Your answer is spaces. I'm a spaces guy? But nobody likes nobody likes the spaces people. Everybody likes the tab people. No, well, it's because they're, they're making more money. No, the spaces people make more money, according yeah, the, to this. No, no one likes the spaces people because they're the ones making more money. Oh, okay. All right. I, I mean, have you guys ever given much thought to this? No. Uh, amazingly enough, I have. Really? Yeah. Why is that? Um, this goes back to when I first started programming, and mm-hmm. I was on a sun station. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And sun stations. And that's relevant because yeah, on a sun station, you don't have Microsoft fonts. Now, even then, on, on Linux, you didn't have Microsoft fonts unless you did the dance that they made you do. Um, nowadays, getting the Microsoft-compatible fonts is much, much easier. But when I first started, Microsoft fonts were not on these systems. And so we had a lot of problems with the Microsoft team and the Linux team merging code and having everything collide on every line because it was a tab instead of a space. And so circa 99, 
there was a company-wide meeting in which the developers had the fight for tabs versus spaces. <laughs> and the the tabs thing, the whole fewer characters thing, got brought up and was immediately shot down. Um, because spaces were uniform no matter what system you were on, whereas in Microsoft World, tabs were never uniform. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when you brought something from Windows to Linux, it was a character displayed on the screen instead of a blank space. So, uh, yeah, I mean, a, a real actual meeting with highly paid engineers, I, I think it was five of them at the time, having a throwdown fight about tabs versus spaces, and spaces won very, very assuredly so are you a spaces guy i am absolutely a spaces guy tabs is stupid and wrong (laughs) now i yeah i i I never give it much thought i I, haven't given that a thought in a very long time i won't judge a person's character if they're using tabs i'm not the silicon valley level of of crazy about it but i will tell Mm -hmm. them that they need to start using spaces and that if they have to use tabs they're Git commits will be sent back to them. The the only <laughs> argument that that I've liked about tabs, and I'm still a spaces guy either way, is for the people that prefer two spaces or eight spaces, they can configure a tab to be those instead of four spaces. But that's still using that's, spaces. I say that spaces. No, that's I, I was, it, no, that's no, the that's only reason the, I. I it, it, it's not using spaces. That's using your editor to how you display it. Oh, defining the width the of a tab as for as two em yeah. or four em. Right. So that I'm a I prefer four spaces. So that's how I would set it up. But somebody that wants it, you know, just a little more concise or only showing it as two spaces could. That's the only argument I've heard that makes sense. But even then, I don't care. There are a lot of arguments <laughs> that make sense. The reality is, is when you're when you were in a mixed environment, as I was back then, tabs broke code. Hmm. Ah, that's interesting. Well, speaking of code, um, one of the things I talked about with Cake PHP was some of the um, auto binding that it does between uh, like models and controllers. So in in Cake PHP, uh, if you have a controller named bookmark which is a, which is the example we used last night if you have a controller named bookmark it all automatically will look for a model named bookmark so you you don't need to use you don't need the whole use statement in your controller to use your bookmark model um, it's just there implicitly so you can just start using your bookmark model in your controller as if you pulled it and it saves you a line of code it's not a huge deal but it's like this auto magic binding thing um the other thing i I was mentioning with the whole cake thing was the composer aspect and in you know composer not being a part of cake php when i was using it but it was it was one of the things that brought me over to laravel it's always been kind of a little bit of a frustration for me and i'm sure a lot of other developers clearly because they're addressing this now is when you pulled in the composer package you had to go into your your config file and you had to add the service provider and you know before you could use anything in Laravel 5.5 5, 
they're implementing this auto discovery now of uh, composer packages. So when you when you pull in a composer package in in five five, if it's configured correctly, uh, you don't need you no longer need to go into your uh, configuration file to include it. Now I thought this was a great idea, and I, I was kind of ha- pretty happy about it. I still think I am, but my question to you guys are: A, how do you feel about this? And B, do you view this as a security concern on any level? Like you're you're pulling in packages that are that are automatically now wiring up to your application. Do you can you see that being exploited in any way? I think the exploits exist where they they always have, which is that GitHub is not a validating service. Um, if we're That's pulling true. code straight from GitHub and you're not relying or you're not committing your composer lock file, you're getting something that might not be what you intended. Mm-hmm. But, but specifically the auto wiring into your application. I, I mean, I can't, I, I was trying to think through it today. I I can't really see how it could be exploited because you're still in control over your code and how that package is being leveraged. But I was worried kind of in the back of my mind. It's like, I felt like I was missing something with this. Like, yeah, this almost seems like it might be a bad idea, but I, I can't really put my finger on why. Hmm. Nothing? Yeah, okay, I just don't. It's a I just don't. Idea, and I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know enough about it. Is is all? Um, yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to look into what exactly it's doing before I start freaking out. I mean, yeah. I can freak out preemptively. We all know that. No, yeah, you're you're good at that. It's kind of your thing. Yeah, it's you know. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm a little distracted. Synergy just decided to stop working on my machine. I'm sorry to hear that. Have I told you, you guys know, that I'm, shared... I'm mad at Synergy? I never shared with you my Synergy story. No? Why are you mad at Synergy? I, I told you guys a while back that Synergy is an open source company that has gone the way of obstructionist open source. Uh-huh. With a little paywall, yeah? Yeah, a little bit of a paywall. Um, hard to get a Windows compiled version without going through right. their paywall. Uh, right. Hard to get a Linux compiled and, version. And, and to, to your def- defense, a Mac, a Mac version as well. Although, I don't know, maybe you can install it through Brew, but yeah, to get a compiled version on Windows, definitely, you definitely need to go through uh, through the paywall. Yeah, well, they're also taking out ads on YouTube now. Oh, Really? Really. So, their positioning as an open source software as a product company, mm-hmm. which that they're not providing service. Uh, I've actually got open tickets on the Synergy GitHub page. That they're not addressing customer issues as much as they are selling a product that is supposed to be free. And well, it is still free. It is still free if you can find it. So it's funny you should bring this up. Let me let me tell you my my synergy story a, a little bit here and see if I add any insight to what you're going to talk about. Go so on. I had I had I had synergy reach out to me 
I'm not even sure if I'm supposed to be talking about this, to be honest with you. It's been a while. Nobody listens to the show anyway, so I guess it's okay. But Synergy reached out to me a little while ago and asked me if I wanted to pilot um, an alpha version of Synergy that they're working on. And so, you know, I'm like, yeah, yeah. And, and they, it was this big to-do. We, you know, we had to set up all these screens and did all the sharing for all the screens and you know, I, I got this special secret link that had this new version of Synergy, and and it was it was interesting. Um, you know, it yeah, you know, I, I definitely gave them some feedback on it and and told them what I thought about it. But uh, one of the questions they asked of me is, you know, what do you think of Synergy as as a company and a pro and a, a product? And I I was explaining to them how I felt about the paywall and the open source um, aspect of it, and. And I mean, they were pretty up upfront and frank with us. You know, they're like, you know, we work really hard to make sure that Synergy as an item continues to be free and open source. And we really feel we we feel good about the fact that what we're selling is the compiled version. Which again, anybody can go through and compile their own version. We just do it in a nice, neat package for you, which um, isn't true. I guess it. Why, why do you say it's not true? Because the make file's not open. There, there <sighs> okay. are there I, I, are components. Check that out. Th there are components that are conspicuously absent that would make it an easy thing to compile yourself, um, unless you're on Windows, of course, which that component is Visual Studio. And if it doesn't compile, who do you talk to? Because Anything that makes it easier to compile is not going to get accepted by their repo. I understand their business model and their intentions. I think it's morally wrong. Hmm. Because okay. if I were to fork Synergy and do the work and start releasing a compiled version, I would start stepping on their business model, and I'm sure they would find some way of shutting it down. And I, I and I have seen it shut down. I have seen compiled versions intended to be distributed for free on file sharing networks or uh, even you know CNET or whatever get taken down. I don't know what action they mm -hmm. took against these people to remove it, but it isn't on uh, Geek Files or whatever the normal distribution sources are for these open source Windows projects. Hmm. And that's shady as fuck mm. so I, I, I really I really dislike their model which is but, but you continue to use their product I paid for their product absolutely oh you did yeah I, okay. I forked over my own cash for it um, because I didn't I didn't think it was right for me to to have my company pay for something that was just allowing me to use my my personal machine mm -hmm. so i forked over the cash for it but now seeing them go out and advertising on youtube that's that's the next step i mean that's they're taking an open source project and closing it piece by piece mm -hmm. and to me that's that's really shady but the thing that it does is very very low level something that a lot of software developers don't have experience with and so there's not a lot of ambition out there for open source developers to replace synergy using the existing code and 
risk getting threatened by the Synergy Corporation. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you remember Microsoft's I mean, I, tactic I, I, with open source code, which was, yeah, we have open source code in our proprietary executables. We'll give you the open source code we use, but the stuff that we developed proprietarily, we won't. Right. So that wasn't just Microsoft. That was a few companies were like that. But yeah. Right. So who knows? Who knows what the the executables are actually missing in the case of Synergy when you download the source? Does it have the full code yeah. that they use to compile it? It doesn't because it doesn't compile. Uh, all right. I think that's gonna have to that's gonna have to do for your doom and gloom section, Thomas. You brought it up. Wait, no, yeah, you did no, not. I brought huh? I brought it up. You brought it up. I, I, I expanded on it a little bit, but uh, <laughs> yeah. And look, we lost John. John left us. He, I he heard the whisperings of a wife. Oh, there he is. Yeah. yeah. So, so something made a loud noise in the house, and she didn't know what it was, and I can't hear it because I got my headphones on. Turns out, um, I hung up a new uh, toy thing in the kids' bathtub, and it fell. Mm, nice. Damn kids. Good job. Way to go, Dad. Dad of the Suction year right cu- there. Suction cups don't work very well. No. No, they don't. All right, gentlemen. I think we're going to have to call that episode 65. The, Close down. The Cape and Cow edition. There you go. Episode Are you giving me, a, Cape giving me a name on time? Cape and Cow. That works for me. Cape and Cow and Whiskey? I scotch i got a new bottle of scotch my wife went and bought me two bottles of scotch because i finished one bottle really quick and she's like where'd this bottle go i'm like man i don't know i've been recording a lot of podcasts maybe that was it (laughs) (laughs) you don't remember honey all right gentlemen i'm eric van johnson i'm tom Rideout. i'm john congdon keep it ugly Thanks for listening to this episode of PHP Ugly, and thanks to our sponsor, the Diego Dev Group. If you're looking for developers who care about the code they create, the communities they build, and the solutions they implement, then reach out to the Diego Dev Group at www.diegodev.com. Show notes can be found at www.phpugly.com. Follow PHP Ugly on Twitter at PHP Ugly. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or directly off the PHP Ugly RSS feed. A rating of five stars on iTunes is appreciated. Submit articles to phpugly at reddit.com slash r slash phpugly. Until next week, keep it ugly.